Welcome back to the Health and High Performance Podcast, where we dive deep into the mindset and strategies to help you become your most happiest, healthiest, and productive self. I'm your host, Jessica Duchesne, health coach, engineer, and self-proclaimed productivity guru. Here we learn how to optimize your day through quality nutrition and exercise, better time management, and daily habits and routines tried and tested by the world's most successful high performers. Because I believe anything is possible. If you believe it enough to take relentless action every single day. Get ready for today's dose of all things health and high performance. Hello and welcome back to the health and high performance podcast. I feel like it's been a little while since I've sat down and really connected with you guys and poured my heart out over a topic. So I'm really excited about this one today because I'm talking about something I am struggling with in real time, which I think is just so cool that I can do this on the podcast and almost instantaneously share it with you. It is Sunday the 28th of March and there is nothing I love more than a slow Sunday morning. I started my day having had a really good sleep in till about 8am with no alarm set. I went for a slow stroll, had a coffee, had my peanut butter and honey on toast. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm obsessed with that and there's nothing more I would love to do than start my day with a nice black coffee peanut butter, honey on toast. And then I actually had a posing session this morning with my coach and um, some of the team um, who are all so lovely. And it's just such a nice energy to be around, especially at this point in my life and in this phase of a bikini comp prep. Um, For those of you who follow me on Instagram will know that I'm in the middle of, well, not in the middle of really, at the tail end of a bikini comp prep. And um, it's been such a great journey. And um, I think I'll do a few episodes um, leading into the comp day to just share some of my mindset shifts, um, to recap the whole journey. Um, I want to do a few episodes during peak week um, and just explaining the process a little bit around what I eat, how I eat, how I'm feeling, and just a bit of an insight into it. I think it's very interesting, the whole process of it all, but without going too much into detail, um, this episode today, uh, it will be uploaded on Monday, the 29th of March. So if this episode resonates with you, then please feel free to drop me a line. I would love to hear your thoughts or perspective on this topic of anxiety. So if you haven't gathered already from the title, I want to talk about dealing with anxiety and overwhelm. I'll explain in a second what high-functioning anxiety is, but essentially the purpose of this episode is to share with you my very recent experience with feeling overwhelmed and anxious and not knowing how to deal with it. I've never not been able to push past this feeling previously, which is why I've never really spoken out about it, but I've been a little confused with it lately. So to be honest, I've been so all up in my mind with things that I've felt this constant pressure and anxious feeling kind of weighing on my mind. And so it's, I find it quite funny, actually. I don't know if it's because I'm dealing with this now. I'm more prone to subconsciously finding a lot of social media content being released literally in the last seven days addressing this same 
um, struggle and it's people who I constantly consume their videos like high-performing YouTubers in the productivity and self-development space. People like that that are dealing with this and speaking out about it and it's like the universe has hit us all with this anxious overwhelming pressure and being like you can't meet this standard of work anymore. All those tasks you weren't super excited to complete but still smash through anyway. Take all this resistance and see how motivated you are and productive you feel now. Here's all this emotion towards your busy work schedule. Now deal with that. And so I've started to second guess everything. I find myself double checking and getting reassurance for things I normally wouldn't at work. Rather than being confident with my first decision, I ponder on plan A, B, C, D to Z. And in my mind, um, I don't know, it just completely mentally exhausts me. But, you know, I know I'm not alone on this and I think we all deal with this in some way shape or form at some point in our life how intensely we feel it and how severely it impacts our quote-unquote normal way of living is the differentiator between someone speaking out about it and someone bottling it up inside and um, I wouldn't say that I'm like at breaking point but I'm just someone who's very self-aware of how I'm feeling and I like to connect the dots like I uh, I'm actively trying to grow as a person, always looking for different ways to um, develop myself. And so a big part of that is being able to recognize how are you feeling? And if you're not feeling great, then what the hell is going on? And so this is me. This is part of my process for figuring that out. And I think I love to share what I'm going through and I just hope that it resonates with someone um, and that they feel like, um, you know, they're not alone and that, they can reach out to someone else and sometimes just talking about it and discussing it is all that you need. Okay, and so that, that's where this term high-functioning anxiety comes into play. I will quickly say before I do jump into high-functioning anxiety and things like that, is that something that has really helped me throughout this and helped me at least become aware of what was going on is journaling. I noticed that I had been a little snack, slack with doing my journaling practices every morning due to my training schedule, but only a few days ago, I sat down with a pen and paper and just wrote down what was on my mind. I had made a few changes in my health coaching business to help grow my business more rapidly with more support, but it didn't actually work out the way I'd hoped. So hence where some of the anxious and overwhelming feelings have stemmed from. Um, when things don't go according to plan. And it's just been this constant pressure of trying to find the perfect new strategy. Um, that paired with things on I see on social media and I think just consuming too much advice from different people about business growth. Um, it was a lot and it's been a lot the past few weeks. So high-functioning anxiety. What is it? Where did this term come from? Well, I stumbled across this on Clubhouse app, actually. So if any of you are not familiar with Clubhouse, I like to think of it as a combination of like house party and uh, podcasts. Essentially, subject matter experts create rooms and speak on particular topics and people can join the room and listen in. So on Thursday, just this morning, a few days ago, I see a notification pop up for a room called What is High Functioning Anxiety? Um, and so, I don't know, it just really caught my eye and it, like I said, like I had been noticing a lot of content surrounding overwhelm, anxiety, podcasts, like this notification, videos on YouTube pop up around this. And so I just thought, why not? So I jumped in, I hit the notification while I was making my breakfast. And I honestly just feel like it was one of those moments where 
Like this was exactly what I needed to hear in that very moment. And so I listened in on this room hosted by several psychologists and thought leaders kind of working within the leadership and management space. And firstly, they prefaced that high-functioning anxiety is not an actual recognized mental health diagnosis. So I do want to just mention that and state that first and foremost. Rather, it's evolved as like a catch-all term that refers to people who live with anxiety but identify as functioning reasonably well in different aspects of their life. And so if you have high-functioning anxiety, you probably find that most of the time this anxiety actually propels you forward rather than leaves you frozen in fear. So on the surface, you appear to be successful, together, calm, the typical type A personality who excels at work and life. However, the way you feel on the inside may be quite different. Someone with high-functioning anxiety may be the picture of success. They might arrive to work early, impeccably dressed, co-workers may see you as always driven, never missed a deadline or fallen short in a given task. Not only that, but you're always willing to help others when asked. So what others might not know is, and what you would never share, is that beneath the surface of a seemingly perfect exterior, you're fighting a constant churn of anxiety. It may have been nervous energy, fear of failure, uh, and being afraid of disappointing others that actually drove you to success, which is a really interesting thing to hear because in many cases, especially those I have come across, the fear of failure is paralyzing. And can actually inhibit a lot of people's progress and success. But however, in this case, it's quite the opposite. So the more I read into it, the more I realized I could definitely relate to quite a few of these characteristics labeled as high-functioning anxiety. Now, I know there are definitely varying degrees of this, and I don't want to downplay the seriousness of clinically diagnosed anxiety whatsoever because I know of quite a few people who are dealing with this and the purpose of this episode is to just speak out about it and to be super open and honest with you guys about the things I deal with too because we are only human. My area of expertise is health and high performance and so if I wasn't genuine or able to talk about the real struggles I dealt with then I wouldn't be providing you guys with as much value as I can and being vulnerable and sharing experiences and stories is what really impacts people. It's what resonates with people and it could be uh, exactly what someone needed to hear today. So I hope that it has in some way impacted you. And if it does, please, please, please reach out. But yes, I have a lot on my plate with a full-time job, running a business, being in a bikini comp prep, having somewhat of a social life. But I honestly thrive off living in a multifaceted lifestyle. That's the way I've always been brought up. Um, I was always doing multiple things as a kid, going to school, going to choir, playing flute, playing tennis. That's what fulfills me. I love doing things. I love doing a lot of different things. And you know what? Like sometimes it does get too much and um, at times it, timing doesn't match up and I do feel a bit overwhelmed. And so I think anyone who is listening to this and has felt the same way, um, just know that you are not alone and sometimes you can't plan for everything. But anyway, let's jump into some of the high-functioning anxiety characteristics I felt I identified with when doing my research. First one, imposter syndrome. Feeling like I'm not worthy or that someone else is more qualified for the job. 
I can definitely relate with that. People pleaser, afraid of driving people away, fear of being a bad friend, spouse, employee, fear of letting others down. Uh, number three, performing and achieving goals, but still feeling anxiety, still feeling this pressure. And that's kind of what I was talking about before about, you know, I'm still making progress, but it's just not enough. Um, the next one, thinking of worst case scenario. I do this a lot and I literally will visualize worst case scenario. It's kind of sick. Um, and, you know, like if I'm thinking about like getting from A to B in a car, like sometimes I'll actually visualize like a car accident. <laughs> or like if I'm merging lanes, I'll be, I'll literally think of like me hitting the car next to me by accident. And anyway, like I just think before I do something that is like remotely risky, I will visualize or I will think of the worst case scenario, which is not healthy. I know this. Um, the next one, need to do things uh, repetitively. Um, I definitely do this. I, you know, when I ch uh, transfer people money, I will like check the account number like multiple times, like excessively. Um, when I plug in values or when I plug in my macros into my, my fitness pal, like my coach will give me new macros and I'll go to WhatsApp and then I'll enter them into my MyFitnessPal and then I'll like recheck it like three or four times because I, like, I want to make sure that I get the number right. Um, and checking the date, like checking the date for today, for instance, like I'll check it in the morning and then I'll go to sign a document and then I'll check it again and again. Even though I know what the date is, like I just don't trust myself. And that leads me perfectly into the next one, need for reassurance, always asking for directions multiple times or checking in on others frequently. Um, I like before I do something, I'll like get reassurance all the time. And that's not something I would usually do, um, like on a regular basis, but like whilst I'm going through this like little bout of anxiety and feeling overwhelmed, like I find myself doing that a lot more, um, overthinking, having a racing mind, inability to enjoy the moment, um, being un unable to relax and be in the present or expecting the worst in any situation. I know I have suffered from this more severely uh, in previous times, but I've definitely, something that Comprep has helped me understand is that is the importance of rest and relaxation and just being like happy or like just being content in the moment and not kind of thinking or planning for the next day and just really um, allowing myself to switch off. So that's, I've become a lot better at that um, every few days I will schedule in something to help me rest and um, something on like the self-care side of things, which has really helped. But believe it or not, when things get too much all at once or when I miss a deadline, um, and these are deadlines that I set for myself, I'm talking deadlines in my health coaching business. So I am the boss of my own business, so I set my own deadlines or I set my own tasks. When I feel like I'm dropping the ball on a few of those things, um, I find that that's when I tend to procrastinate. When I feel like I haven't got momentum, um, I will procrastinate for um, part of the day, but then I will back it up with a long period of crunch time work. And this is something I have been doing like the last couple of weeks, instead of just being super efficient with my time, having my focus time and going in and getting out, I will procrastinate and then I will finally find the motivation to get started. And then I will just have this long period of crunch time. And um, it will start to impact my sleep because I switch on later on in the day and then I almost, I'm like, well, you procrastinated for like a few hours in the day. Well, now you're going to have to, you know, 
live with it and be um, endure this crunch time for the rest of the day. And because of that, you're going to have less less sleep. And then because of that, you're not going to have a good workout the next day. And it's just really unhealthy. Um, not only like the my productivity, but the things that are going on in my head. And I just noticed that my sleep was just being impacted so much. Like a few nights this week and a few, quite a few nights last week, I'd just be up till late and not doing anything productive or anything that I really needed to do. I would, I would sit there and watch TV, mindlessly watch TV or like scroll through my phone. Um, and it's so funny. I actually came across a video, YouTube video that explained what this was and it's called revenge bedtime procrastination. So this is what it is like this is actually called, but because I wasn't satisfied with the result of the day and that I didn't have control. I felt like I didn't have control over my day. My mind is then saying, I'm the boss now. I'm not going to go to bed yet. And I'm going to completely screw me the next day. I'm going to make this choice. This is what I can control. And it's just like this vicious cycle. And I found that I was getting caught in that. Um, but it's really, it's really rare for me to feel this resistance and dissatisfaction over consecutive days. And I felt as though it was just stacking up and not going away. And because I already had a bad few uh, days, a bad few uh, a week or so, this is why I would have these like later crunch time work periods or I would just be up late scrolling, which is not sustainable. Um, and maybe it is the result of burnout. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just something, you know, we all go through. So I really kind of sat down and wanted to get to the bottom of why I was feeling this way, why I was thrown off of my normal way of doing things, my normal mindset that I didn't have to like work too much on every day to get started with projects. Like usually it just comes to me naturally. I feel this momentum to do these things. And after thinking about it, there are a few things that I can kind of pinpoint that have contributed to this feeling of anxiety and pressure. And I think the biggest cause of this uh, and this immense pressure on me was outcome dependencies, becoming fixated on outcomes that are outside of my control, meaning trying to reach a certain number of enrollments for my online course or hitting a certain number of downloads for my podcast, um, just putting too much pressure on these things that are genuinely out of my control. Like once I upload an episode, whether 10 people or 100 people download the episode is not up to me. What I can control though is the input goal that being the amount of episodes I churn out or how often I share it on other platforms and how well I do that. But fixating on the outcome goal, like income or views, is a fast way to create unnecessary anxiety or stress. And so I think also I have done a really good job of ignoring my emotions when it comes to executing tasks. So whether that be because I have set myself uh, deadlines or it's become a routine or a habit or I just had the time and the willpower and the energy at that time to really push through it whenever I felt resistance towards it. However, now at this phase in my life, I have several competing priorities and commitments and it's just that little bit harder now to push through the emotion and to get started on things and to ignore them. So I guess it's about finding that sweet spot and knowing that it's okay to take a break and knowing when to listen to what your emotions are trying to tell you when you really don't want to do something, then maybe sometimes you just shouldn't do it and you should do the thing that actually makes you happy. But then there are times where 
it's not all roses and lollipops. Um, no matter what job you have or what project you have, there are going to be tough bits. There are going to be hard bits that you don't want to do. There are going to be unexciting tasks that you, that just need to be done. So I think it's about finding that sweet spot, as I mentioned. And I think something that I, I haven't really explicitly addressed just yet is that I am in a comp prep and the last couple of weeks we have been testing a few peak week protocols, so playing around with carb intake and salt intake um, and so and training really hard throughout the whole process um, and so and being in a, in a deficit for like the last eight weeks, I think that kind of accumulates over time and I think that also puts pressure on me mentally and will it amplify my emotions as well about whether um, I really feel like doing something and it will contribute contribute to feeling more resistance to starting things that feel like such an effort because everything feels like an effort sometimes. Um, getting up off the couch sometimes to go get something is feels like an effort. Um, and this is something I address in the um, YouTube video that I'm just putting together now. I'm doing a comp prep series vlog and um, I just find it so interesting uh, how, I, how I feel and like the thoughts that are going through my mind and I really wanted to share this with you guys in the vlogs and so if you want to hear more about that um, I'll put the link to my YouTube uh, comp prep series blog in the show notes for you to see uh, to understand and watch a little bit more about that I won't go into into too much detail um, in this episode however like that's a big contributor to this resistance that I'm feeling towards getting things done and so that's something that I also need to consider and if you are a competitor yourself uh, or are thinking of competing, then that's something you really need to consider uh, or at least be aware of before you go into a comp prep that um, not only does it impact like your social life like and limit you in, in ways, um, but it also impacts your ability to perform in your job, uh, whatever may be required for that. If you have more of a physical job, um, it will impact you performing on a physical basis um, and if you have more of a mental job which requires you to be on point and productive then it will it will impact your ability to be productive and so this is kind of what I'm learning about and um, trying to express to you guys as well um, and so I think what I have learned from that is that I need to build in build in some sort of margin into my calendar now so whereas I'm not as efficient first thing in the morning I've just come back from a really hectic training session and I'm exhausted um, usually it would just be go 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 I'd have endorphins going I'd have my breakfast I'd have meetings um, and I would just want to be doing things every hour on the hour but now I need to build in some margin there so a, some break some breaks in between tasks uh, at least before I get into my work day so I can center my mind and gather my thoughts and um, just give myself that extra time to get in the zone. Um, and so having not done that has impacted me and stressed me out a little bit and I guess like some form of anxiety because I haven't allowed for margin. So understanding that you create your calendar is really important. Um, if you are someone who is getting overwhelmed by your schedule, then 
you create your schedule. You are the one who has the ability to change your schedule. If it's something to do with your training, if it's something to do with your side businesses, if it's something to do with work, I know if you work for someone else and that might be a little bit hard, but to some extent you can change around the order you carry out or execute tasks or you can you know, schedule in a, a walk in the middle of the day. You can make sure that you finish at a certain time and set boundaries. Um, and I think it's really important to understand that it is okay to have less productive weeks um, and to feel okay with that, you know. Um, if you are an ambitious person and you have to find that, that line between getting what you want done and knowing that you can push back and change deadlines. I think what I'm trying to say here is that if something doesn't feel right, then don't force it, especially if it's like a project that you are delivering that you are passionate about and that you are trying to put out there into the world. If it doesn't feel right, do not force it. Um, deadlines can be shifted. People probably don't even know what your deadlines are half the time as well. It's just you, you've created these deadlines. But if it's not feeling right, if it's going to impact your health, your physical health, your mental health, um, then you can change the deadline. It's not going to impact your progress further down the line. It just needs to be, it needs to feel right and you need to feel like it aligns with you. So the next thing that I feel has really helped me overcome this feeling of anxiety is respecting and setting boundaries. I don't care what they are, but you need to have some in place. And that might look like 30 minutes in the middle of the day to actually take your lunch break and be uncontactable. Believe it or not, a lot of people don't even allow this time. Going for a walk on your lunch break, honestly, leaving your computer for 20 minutes to get outside won't send your phone off the hook when you get back or be the end of your business. You can, you can, Pull yourself away from your laptop, from your phone for 20 minutes. It will make such a difference in your mindset and your productivity when you arrive back at that desk, I promise you. And I preach this a lot on my Instagram and I know myself like this is such, it is such a benefit to my productivity and I, it's in my calendar every day. Another thing when, when it comes to setting boundaries is honoring your sleep. So having a wind down routine, having a night routine is so important, allowing your body to get into a state of rest and rejuvenation. Uh, this may include, you know, um, having a chamomile tea, having a bath, setting, putting on some calming music, meditating, reading. Um, and this alone will help you have a better quality sleep. And being intentional about the few hours before you go into bed is how you create that. Um, if you are someone that has identified with one of the symptoms of high-functioning anxiety that I mentioned earlier, then you might suffer from not being able to switch off at night and having a racing mind. If that is you, having something on the bedside of your table, a pen and a paper to do like a brain dump will be super beneficial to your sleep hygiene. Your mobile phone is probably the worst thing that you could reach for. The blue light will keep you up and stimulate, stimulate your eyes. So you, what you want to do is just have a pen and paper next to your bed to be able to dump those thoughts and to revisit them in the morning. You'll be able to sleep a lot better and a lot more soundly after that. I know that I some nights will struggle with that. Um, 
if I'm, I've just come up with a great idea, if I've read something that has just um, ignited this like fire within me and I start to become innovative and creative and it's like 10 p.m. and I'm like, Jess, are you kidding me? You had all day to think about this and now you're having that light bulb moment? Well, having a pen and paper next to my bed has been perfect for those moments. Another thing I've understood about this process and understanding why I'm feeling anxious um, is that when I didn't feel overwhelmed or stressed, when I thought about a time when I wasn't stressed but productive and making progress, it was when I was doing work that I really enjoyed doing. I felt like I was in flow and that the next step was like it just felt so natural and there was no feeling of initial resistance. When, when you're more confident in the path you are taking, it should feel easy. So, and a big part of that is doing the work and putting in the time first to get clarity in what it is that you are trying to succeed at and what the intent or the bigger picture is. I actually have um, a journaling practice. I think it's like a 14 day journaling practice that I offer to my online course clients that really helps you get clear on your goals which I will link in the show notes for anyone who feels that they need this. Um, I'll, I'll give it to you guys as a little freebie to help with this because I feel like this is the perfect episode to include it in. And if you do use it, please reach out and let me know how it has helped you. I've used this with my one-on-one clients, my online course students, and I've delivered this journaling practice to corporate companies as part of the health and wellbeing initiatives. And I've received a lot of incredible feedback. So I know how powerful this exercise is. So don't sell yourself short. If you're listening to this and you're on board, you're resonating with what I'm saying, this resource is there for you to take for free. So really um, download it and start implementing it starting tomorrow. And so I think people can get so overwhelmed by looking left and right at what other people are doing and their success and thinking, damn, why can't I get that? And I know I'm guilty of that, but how can you trust yourself or be confident in what you're doing when you're pouring all this energy into observing what other people are doing? It's so silly. And it's such a great feeling when you have a laser focus on your plan forward, when you have it all mapped out, over the next few weeks or the next few months, and you can just about visualize it all coming together. And you know what? Maybe it might not go as well as you had hoped, but at least you kept moving and didn't freeze in fear and guilt about not doing anything. Maybe it didn't work out how you had visioned, but maybe that was meant to happen to you and it was meant to open up another door for you, connect you with a different person um, you would have never had connected with had you not just executed this plan that you were so clear on. Um, I follow a, um, he's a YouTuber, full-time doctor um, and productivity guru. His name is Ali Abdal on YouTube and he talks about this idea of increasing the surface area in which opportunity may find you. And It's so interesting because how can you be open to opportunity if you're not being active? If you're not getting outside of your comfort zone, talking to new people, actually leaving the house, going to new places, engaging in different conversations and different communities. Increase your surface area for opportunities and things will fall into place. And the only way you can increase your surface area for finding opportunity is by moving, doing things, instead of sitting there in fear of failure instead of being stagnant because you're too scared to execute on something. Do something and be confident with it. And the only way you can be confident with it is by sitting down, 
doing this journaling practice, writing out your plan, your roadmap and being confident with that. And that will help you not look at what other people are doing and become unconfident about what you're doing. When you are very clear on what your goal is and your roadmap to get there, then nothing will stop you. But without going too much off on a tangent, I just know that previously when I have been consistent, I have actually enjoyed the process. And um, you should be able to do that too. It is possible. So thankfully, over the past week, after sitting down and trying to decipher what was causing this unusual high amount of pressure in my mind and thoughts and feeling overwhelmed and feeling anxious about the next day, I've actually implemented things into my day or back into my day, which calmed me down so, so much. Sometimes we just can't plan ahead for multiple things that quickly require the same amount of energy at one time. You just can't. But the first step for you, if you feel this way, is to figure out where this feeling is stemming from. Take a step back, reflect on the we, because there lies the clues to help you become more self-aware. Start reflecting and investigating the cause because the more you sweep it under the rug, the bigger the impact it has on you uh, later on down the track. And so to summarize the solutions I have for you feeling overwhelmed, for you feeling anxious, I'm going to list them all out because I know this episode has been... um, has chopped and changed a little bit and it's been more so of a reflection and just a thinking out loud episode, which I think I hope will help you just as much as, you know, providing you with a list of things that you should do to overcome anxiety. I think it's important to understand someone's um, experience with it and how they've come to the root cause of their anxiety because it may help you connect the dots for your own unique situation when it comes to feeling overwhelmed or or anxious. But some of the solutions that I have spoken about today, the first one is don't set output goals, set input goals. The second one, do what you love. I love recording solo podcast episodes. I love working one-on-one with highly motivated clients and I love doing vlog style videos and so that's what I've been doing. Um, and pairing that with not setting output goals. I don't really care about driving random people to the YouTube channel or my podcast. People who really find an interest in them and want to watch or listen to it will do that. People do what they want with their time and that's okay. The right people will connect with me and that's all that matters because I'm coming from a genuine place and me recording this episode, me vlogging, my experience is just as much of a process of my own personal growth for me as it is for the person listening or viewing. So just continuing to be okay with just doing the things that you love, doing the things that you love that are productive and not always trying to find the hard things to do. Number three, um, modifying my calendar to allow for less hectic things leading up from training into my workday. So while still maintaining my lunchtime, my walking break and my end of day walk with my partner in Chester, um, until prep is over, I can't start my day with two hours of solid focus time anymore because business growth and innovation needs to just wait a little bit, which I'm totally okay with because I'm in a really good place right now with my business and I have a handful of super inspiring clients right now that keep me fulfilled and I'm so content with that. So understanding that I need to uh, implement some margin into my calendar and understanding what what my priorities are at the moment. Number three is protecting my energy and saying no to commitments. So my friends understand that um, and I don't feel guilty about it most of the time now. It's my decision 
Um, and I don't really have to go much further into that. I think surrounding yourself with supportive people in your life who understand what your goals are, what your motivations are, um, who have like a calming energy to be around as well. And um, taking the time out for yourself every few days, whether it be a bath, a sauna, a massage, a solo walk, your energy is important and knowing when you need to replenish it is super important. Number four, becoming more aware of your emotions. So for me, taking time out, journaling about how I'm feeling and listening to what my emotions are trying to tell me and working with that, not against it. So I have even looked into seeing a therapist to just, just to speak to someone to encourage me to address what my emotional state is and to help bring attention to any blind spots I may have. I know of plenty of very successful people who I look up to who have said that this has really helped them out and they have, has helped their mindset. And I see them as someone who is super resilient and it just goes to show that seeking help from experts within that field is super beneficial, which shouldn't really be surprising if you want to strengthen your mental health, you go to the experts. And so that's something that I'm looking into as well. And number five, I think just knowing at the end of the day that I can choose to be satisfied with what I've done and to feel accomplished at the end of the day. I can feel pretty shitty when, it, when I finish work and think to myself, oh, I haven't performed as well as I'd hoped in my job. I didn't get that thing done after work for my coaching business. I wasn't present enough with my family and friends. And now it's late and I'm going to go to bed late and I'm going to wake up tired and not be able to have a decent workout the next day. I can have all these negative emotions about my productivity that day. But either way, it doesn't change the fact that I've only done a certain amount of work. And so... You can choose the mindset to have despite the evidence of what's actually happened over the day. You can choose to be content. You can choose to be happy because you know what? A month from now, six months from now, a year from now down the track, is that one unproductive day really going to change the progress that I have? Probably not. So quit dwelling on it and choose to be content. Choose to show up happy and in a good mood and choose not to take it out on yourself or your partner and be present. Just disconnect from your workday and honor your boundaries. So that's all I have for you guys today. I know this was quite a long episode, um, but these are just some thoughts that have been swirling around in my mind. And I feel like this platform is the best place to really connect with you guys on this. And um, it's helped me work through my emotions and this uh, anxious period that I'm going through. And I will let you know that like ever since kind of understanding this, researching, looking at other people's experience with anxiety, putting together this episode, that has helped me so much to understand what is going on in my mind. And I hope that me expressing this and sharing this with you guys, um, I hope that it helps you too. And I hope that you share this with anyone who's kind of feeling the same, the same way. Um, I'm trying to be a little bit more vulnerable when it comes to um, things and challenges that I'm dealing with and going through because I feel like if I'm helping people have or lead healthy, happy, successful lives, I need to be okay with talking about the darker moments and the challenges that we overcome because I think there, there is where the impact lies. There is where people resonate with 
the actual emotions that people, real people go through and not just, you know, throwing different research papers at you and different case studies. It's about understanding what people are going through in this very moment. But that's enough from me. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my Sunday and I'm going to set my boundaries and I'm going to turn off my computer and I will get this episode out to you on Monday. But if you enjoyed this episode, if you resonated with anything in it, please share, please subscribe, please leave a comment. Um, That helps me out a lot with this podcast. It ensures that more people can find this podcast and hopefully learn something and um, grow together because that's that's what it's all about. Me sharing my experiences, me hearing from you guys and hearing more about what you want to see uh, helps me out a lot. So if there's ever anything that you want me to cover, then please drop me a line on Instagram. Other than that, I hope you all have an amazing weekend and I will see you in the next episode.